section twenty nine of David and His Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. David and His Friends A Series of Revival Sermons by Louis Albert Banks a king impaled on his own sword and david's anger was greatly kindled against the man and he said to nathan as the lord liveth the man that hath done this thing shall surely die and nathan said to david thou art the man second samuel chapter twelve verses five through seven nathan was a man who had the courage of his convictions there are never many of them in any one country at any one time but nobody will deny that nathan belonged to that rare tribe david the king had sinned against god and had taken advantage of his position as king to do a deed which would have sent another man to death nathan as god's prophet felt that it could not go unnoticed and that it was his solemn duty to bring the king's sin home to his conscience he must have given the matter a great deal of thought for it was no sermon gotten up on the spur of the moment the mere condensed outline of which we have preserved here he came before david as though he had a wrong to complain of on the part of one of david's subjects and presented the case to him as if it were a matter in which another man was the central figure it was a neat trap he laid for david he said to the king in substance i have a case which i want to present to your majesty's consideration there were two men who lived in one city one of them was rich and the other was poor the rich man was peculiarly wealthy in flocks and herds but the poor man was so poor that he had nothing save one little ewe lamb which had been given him by some kind neighbor and he brought it up in the house by hand as though it had been a child the children played with it like one of themselves and whatever the family had to eat and drink they divided with their one little lamb well one day a traveller passing through the country came to pay a visit to the rich man and then this man of wealth who had thousands of sheep in his flocks declined to kill any of his own but came and took the poor man's lamb and killed it and dressed it to make a feast for the man that had come to visit him david's heart burned within him as he listened to the cruel story and his eyes blazed with anger as he shouted as the lord liveth the man that hath done this thing shall surely die then nathan squared himself and pointing his finger straight at the face of the king said 
with the dignity and solemnity of a man who is rendering the judgment of god thou art the man david taken aback was silent and nathan proceeded with the application of the sermon he uncovered to david the wickedness of his conduct the salvation of david lay in the fact that when his sin was brought home to him so that he was compelled to confess it he surrendered at once unconditionally to god he cried out humbly to nathan i have sinned against the lord and god accepted his repentance and forgave him and sent by nathan the message of pardon the lord also hath put away thy sin thou shalt not die the message that i want to bring to you very briefly is this you can only judge your sin properly when you consider how it would look if it were the deed of another now i have no doubt that during all the evolution of the wicked deed that brought david under condemnation and into bitter grief and repentance he had been finding excuses for himself his sin had not looked so black until nathan came and stated it to him as the sin of another man and david stood off and looked at it without partiality when he saw his sin incarnate in another man he loathed it and abhorred it and at once felt that a man who would do such a thing like that ought to die i wish to apply that principle for a few moments to those of you who have been neglecting to return to god and in order that we may bring it clearly before us let us present the matter in parables as nathan did to david here is a man who comes into the country without means and having nothing to sustain the life of himself and family a man of great wealth and benevolence is very kind and gracious to him he stakes off a large tract of fertile soil and tells him that he will be pleased to give him the privilege of cultivating it and thus find abundant support for his family he furnishes him with tools and seeds and even goes to the expense of irrigating his fields for him the man who has come new into the country is dependent entirely upon this great man who is so gracious to him for everything that he enjoys the great man does not deed him the land and the other is but tenant at will he can be driven away at any time that he displeases his gracious patron would you not say at once that there would be two strong reasons why the newcomer should be loyal and true to his benefactor first there would be the reason of self-interest he is dependent for his own happiness and prosperity entirely on the good will of the land owner if he offend him if he is treacherous to him he must eventually lose everything that he has gained through his kindness under such conditions it would be the height of folly 
from the standpoint of personal safety for him to be otherwise than a loyal and devoted adherent of his benevolent friend but this man becomes careless and indifferent he begins to live in a manner which is peculiarly displeasing to the owner of the land he treats his neighbors ungraciously he cultivates the soil in a way to destroy its fertility and thus lives daily in danger of being driven out of the country and losing everything that he has in the world you say at once that that is a very foolish and unwise man but i turn to you as god's messenger and say to every man and woman here who is neglecting salvation and refusing to give god open service thou art the man you are tenants at will at the will of god in this human life every day of your life is god's gift you could not prolong your life a single hour but for god's sleepless care and watchfulness your health your strength your knowledge the power to think and act your intelligence which opens windows of communications into the world about your power to enjoy all these things are god's generous gift to you every day and he has the power to withdraw them from you any moment and leave you beggared and bankrupt and in despair and yet while this is the case you are using your lives in a way which you know does not please god you are directly sinning against him day by day you are living in a way that is deteriorating your noblest attributes you are refusing to accept the gracious influences which he offers that would beautify and make nobler your character and you are thus displeasing the god in whose hand your breath is and upon whom you depend for every moment's existence why not this night be as honest as david was and frankly say i have sinned against the lord and turn to him as david did and find forgiveness let us illustrate in another way there was a woman who was in great personal danger danger not only to her person but to her good name and character and there was a noble strong brave man the strongest and noblest man in the land a man far above this woman in wealth in social rank and in every way a man who was welcome everywhere in the highest and most honorable circles and this man knowing of this woman's sad position took her part and defended her before all the world in doing this he himself was misunderstood and abused finally he was bitterly attacked and severely wounded but he came off victorious and saved the woman for whom he risked his honor and his life the only response he asked from this woman for whom he had risked so much 
was that she should always be his loyal friend on going away to a distant part of the world to be gone for some years he said to her i should be pleased if in memory of my great interest in your welfare and the sacrifices i have made for you you would hang my picture on the wall of your room and look at it kindly and with loving thoughts every day it would also be a great pleasure to me if among all your acquaintances you would let everybody know that you are my friend and are loyal to me and when my friends meet together to have a banquet in my memory and break bread together in love of me it will warm my heart to know that you are always one of them and so her great and good friend went into the distant country but as soon as he was gone the woman he had saved became so taken up with other things that she forgot all about him she did not put his picture on the wall in her room she seldom thought of him and when she heard him criticized and joked about and sneered at she quietly went her way and never once said i am his friend she was invited many times to meet with his friends when they were having a feast of love in memory of him but she always declined sometimes she said i suppose i ought to go but i can't go now possibly i may some time and thus she was known to every one that knew her as one who was indifferent to the great love her noble friend had shown to her every generous-hearted woman here cries out in her heart ungrateful woman a woman like that does not deserve the self-sacrifice and the noble service of a great and good man but my friend you that are living in indifference or neglect of jesus christ i come with a grieved heart to say to you thou art the woman when you were lost when your good name and character and everything that was precious to you were at stake jesus christ put aside the riches and glory of heaven and came down to earth and was poor and lonely and outcast and wounded and died on the cross in your behalf and he rose from the dead and went up to heaven at the right hand of god to become your intercessor and all he asks of you is that in memory of his great love for you and his sufferings in your behalf you shall confess him before men you shall carry his picture in your heart you shall say lovingly and tenderly everywhere jesus is my friend he asks that you shall meet with the other friends of jesus when they gather to praise him and when they have their communion feast together and partake of the bread and wine in memory of his dying love 
he wishes you to meet with them and lovingly and proudly proclaim yourself a loyal and faithful friend of your divine lord and yet you do not do it you have known of his great suffering and exertion in your behalf for many years you have heard his pleading voice and yet you do not respond there is no other man or woman in the world whom you would call friend that you would treat so unkindly so ungraciously as you do the lord jesus christ do not i plead with you let this record of ingratitude continue but repent to-night as david did when his sin was brought home to him and confess i have sinned against the lord seek forgiveness now and sin against his love no longer End of section 29